This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. So that's right. So what time is a good time for you with the hot weather? So I'm hoping I have this dream that I can start waking up at a decent hour, like, I don't know, 730. And sometimes it happens like I did two days ago. I got up at 730. I got some writing done. I went out and rode, took a shower, did some other stuff. And the day was so long by five o'clock. I was ready to just die. Like, and I still had to go to Ocala and have dinner with someone. I was exhausted. Uh, (laughs) Too much. It was too much. Getting up at seven wrecked me. But like in the summer, a lot of times there's nothing to do in the afternoon because it's storming. So I could take a nap. So it was that. But like then I had a night like last night where I literally sleep for an hour. I'm awake for two. Asleep for an hour. Awake for two. So I didn't get up till 930. So it's just a challenge. Uh, but I definitely need to move my, my day forward with, with the summer temperatures upon us. I can see so, that. Yeah. I think. I have the opposite, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, the kids get up and go to school so early, like, Zoe's doing extra help, so she's got to be there by 7.15. So that means I have to be up and, like, you know, I don't want to say dressed, but quasi-presentable. Just in case sure. of a car accident, you know? But, yeah, exactly. Um, and so in the summer, when they don't have school, I might sleep until like 8 a.m. It's like decadent. Like, <laughs> I honestly, I used to think 8 a.m. was like the perfect time to get up. Like it's just, it felt like a compromise between sleeping ridiculously late and getting up hideously early. It's like, oh, eight o'clock. What a gentle time. But damn, I'm some I, I some nights I just I'm up almost all night and I don't know why. And that was last night. Um so it's called like, hormones. In bed. It must be. No, it is. Oh, it no, is I hormones. You. Because I have had the same thing and I guess I don't know if it's good or bad because I've been trying all these different herbs and I've seen a functional medicine doctor and I'm like trying all these things. But because of my – I had a big eruption and hives all over my face and hands like a month ago. This happens sometimes when like my hormone levels spike or whatever. I started taking Benadryl at night so I wouldn't wake myself up itching. Oh, yeah. And so now I've been sleeping beautifully (laughs) because I've been taking Benadryl. (laughs) That's, That's obviously not like too. a it's yeah, it's not like a long term goal, but <laughs> it's helping. Man. I actually looked for some a couple weeks ago. I couldn't sleep. And I got up and I looked for Benadryl and then I was like, Oh, that's right. It was three years out of date and I threw it away finally. Hmm. So all right, I just uh 
you know, I don't know, responsible. I'm a responsible mom who occasionally cleans out the medicine cabinet, I guess, <laughs> but does not replenish it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good that you're not like pill popping, I guess. Yeah, no, I take, oh, I haven't taken allergy pill this morning. I take like a Claritin in the morning and it makes me so freaking high because I don't really eat breakfast. <laughs> Does it really? I've never noticed a difference when I take Claritin or Zyrtec Stimulants. or Stimulants. Like hit me so hard. I don't know if it's because of the amount of coffee I consume in the morning, but any kind of stimulant hits me like hard, like crazy. <laughs> See, I can't take a sedative or I am legit passed out. I think it's because I'm always running on fumes. Yeah. So like if I take a sedative, my buddy's like, we've been telling you to sleep. So you're just going to sleep wherever you are right now. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I don't think I've tried to take a sedative in, like, I can't even remember the last time. It would be decades. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because I don't sleep, but I also will not take sleeping pills. I'm, like, afraid of them. <laughs> no, I don't. I, oh, God. I can't even imagine me. I can imagine me on an Ambien. I'd probably. I already sleepwalk. Did I tell you this? I told yeah. you this when I stayed. Mm-hmm. So if I'm overtired, I might sleepwalk. Right. And no one needs to see me on Ambien because I'd probably be like down the street and thinking like I was an alien or something. I don't yeah. know. Like and sleep eating is a total thing too. You were talking about. They're like, oh, the weight gain is hormonal. No, it's the Ambien. Like <laughs> the, the trail of bones in my kitchen. <laughs> Your cat probably loves that though. He's like, I'll clean up after mom. <laughs> He's outside yeah. chasing butterflies. Of course he is. He's <laughs> well, he's going to come yelling at you in a minute because he knows we're talking. So I left the door open a crack so he can come in. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hopefully that's all that comes in. Well, because well, the front door is open, too, so he can go in and out of the front yard. So, but the yard's fenced. So, so far we've I know, had... but I'm just thinking about, like you said, it's spider season. Like, what if he's not the only thing that comes in? Well, I mean, there's not a lot going on with we know we've had kind of a gentle bug spring so far like the caterpillar season was not as bad as last year's so that's a plus and um the spiders haven't really revved up yet so (laughs) sorry i just vomited in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't been too bad (laughs) i don't know i don't know why i'm happy about it though i've only seen like half a dozen of the really prickly caterpillars that'll like give you a rash um and there's these other ones i don't know what they are i think they're for gypsy moths or something and they say they're not that bad in florida so leave them alone and the birds will eat them so i'm like okay whatever do whatever you you want and i haven't mowed my front yard because it turns out everything in my front yard does like pollinator heaven and so my yard is crazy overgrown but has all these tiny blooms in it and they're butterflies all over the place Oh, magical. And um, until Glasgow gets them, they, you know, butterflies are smart. He's only gotten a couple and now they avoid him. They see him coming. (laughs) I was pretty mad at him, though. He's killing giant swallowtails. I was like, you are evil. But he seriously only got like two or three. Uh, uh, But now there's these, these, whatever the plants with tiny little blooms. And I see the caterpillars just on them, just like long things in the yard it's really weird looking so i've got this like whole diversity thing happening 
I mean, in theory, that sounds nice, but, like, all I'm hearing is there's bugs everywhere, and I'm just really glad I came to see you in February. Yeah. there's It's a lot more overcrowded. <laughs> it looks really wild out there right now. But it's exciting. It's like well, Jason and I were talking. I, I told you, I think, that Jason wanted me to murder him. Again, I'll never get away with it because I'm telling everyone I'm going to murder him. Right. Um, but he has decided that the Vermont house is too far from society, which is like obviously the goal. So annoyed. Oh yeah. So he's telling me like after doing all this research and all this planning and like, you know, I've got this whole paddock paradise, like whole setup and I've started to like make it happen and, and planning things. And he's like, well, we could do some minor things on the property, but I think we, you know, when, when we're up here, we should probably get a little bit closer to town. And all I'm thinking in my brain is, like, bashing him over the head, dragging his body into the woods, and being like, oh, my husband left me. Oh, it's too bad. Um, Or, like, forcing a divorce where, like, I take the Vermont house because it's the one I could afford. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably, like, the more legal option. But you can't get him divorced me yet. I know I've just been reading about kinks just for fun, but it feels like maybe he's got a little kink. Where he does I think he likes me mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> you must I mean, have done that. I mean, like, that's just – what did he think was going to happen? Like, I literally looked at him, and I couldn't speak because I knew if I spoke, it would not end well for either of us. Ugh. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, that's the point, motherfucker. Like, oh I God. don't want to be near people. I want to have to go into town once a week for groceries. I don't want to see people when I'm, like – retired and I want to write and I want to be like a crazy wood lady like that's the point right (laughs) so um yeah I'm gonna fight him pretty hard on that one uh, because I've been following all the paddock paddock paradise sites and there's all these people touting about how like the wooded areas are actually so much better for the paddock paradise it's like the ideal Mm -hmm. I'm like I've got that like I've already got it all I have to do is fence it in and then, you know, take away some of the small stuff, but, like, done. Yeah, definitely for, like, the obstacles, you know, like, the enrichment stuff. Yeah. You've already, after your job is done, you make them wind through some weird wooded areas. There's some logs down that they have to work to get through. I don't even have to throw anything down. It's already there. I just had to clear out that excess debris. But all I'll need is a dry lot and, a, like, a run-in shed. And then, like, the horses can come. Yeah, so that's how I did it, right? Like I just, I didn't even have a, I didn't even put up a shed right away. I just put up some fence, so dump him. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, that's it. it. If it's during the summer, just stick up a, a fence. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they could be fine outside. It's not like mm-hmm. it's terrible weather in Vermont in the summer. Even if it rains, you know, my God, oh, they're not gonna melt. No, there's trees. Out in the rain. <laughs> they could go out <laughs> in the trees. <laughs> yeah, mine are like, oh. The lightning was scary. Let's go stand over here in the rain. Like, no, go back in the shed. No, the shed is where the lightning is. No, no, that's not it. It's not how Uh, it works, boys. Well, that's okay. We'll teach them to horse. You know, it just mm -hmm. takes some time. They gotta, they gotta figure it out. But (laughs) I, uh, before we get started on today's topic, I have like no good adulting wins this week. They're well. I have, have such have bad plans? stuff happening. God. <laughs> I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, so I'm just going to get it out of the way now. This has been such – March has been such a frustrating month for me 
because I felt like I was making so much progress riding and spending time with the horses in like January, February. And then like I've only been on a horse once in March, like for five minutes. Yeah. And what? Is it because of schedule stuff or is it weather related as well? Because March is kind of cruel up north. March has been cruel. I mean, we have these beautiful 65 degree days and my horses are, you know, have hair. So that's been fun. The shedding Uh. season is here. But no, so um, both horses are kind of not currently rideable right now. Um, Delight's the easy one. He's just feeling feisty and he's been kind of feral. So (laughs) he's decided that like, no, he doesn't want to be pushed. And so he's been throwing bucks under saddle like ridiculously. Oh, um, so I'm not riding him. My trainer is schooling him now. Um, again, that's just temporary. We've been able to figure out physical reasons. We even had the animal communicator out. Oh, well, that's yes. Fun. And um, hashtag my horse has a crush on me. So <gasps> that's a good thing. That's but a dream. That's a dream. But Ferris, you know, I don't think we mentioned it, but he got diagnosed with Cushing's. Right. A couple weeks ago. Mm. And we put him on a medication. Medication seems to be fine. I haven't noticed a big difference. So we might have to increase it. But it flared his Lyme's disease. Of course. Everything so, does, right? Like Lyme is... Yeah, it's so sensitive. bad. Right. So I'm now having to treat him for Lyme. He had to have time off because he blew an abscess in his heel, which was a surprise. He's never had any abscesses. And so he has just been completely, like, unrideable. All I can do is, like, de-shed him. He's, like, miserable. And I am just beyond upset at, like, he's only 15. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, really depressed about it. Oh. Gosh. That does feel like uh, March is, like – when I, I would, you know, when I messaged you and I was like, I have so much going on. I'm so excited. I love spring. Bah. I also have to recognize that it's really not, you're not there yet. You have another month. And then in another <laughs> month, it's not, you're not going to be in the doldrums anymore. It's not going to be like, oh, this up and down and everything's wrong and it's dark and blah. It's all going to get so much better because spring. I believe that. I believe in the renewal of spring. Like George Costanza. All that crap. <laughs> so, Natalie, you know our friend Wendy Murdoch? Oh, yeah. She does lots of instruction things. Yeah, she's got loads of webinars. I think there's like t- over 300 of them on her website. Um, she's actually coming out with a brand new course called The Whole Rider. Have you heard of it? Uh, the Whole Rider. That sounds very holistic, if you don't mind my making a little pun. But I'm... <laughs> Um, but I think I have heard about this because um, she sort of brings together lots of principles and to make sure people understand how their body moves and how they interact with their horse. So um, this whole rider program is supposed to really bring together like harmony in the saddle, right? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of learning new possibilities of movement. And the cool thing about it is there's unmounted exercises as well. So I'm super excited because I just found out she's launching it in May. That is so close. I can't even believe May is almost here. It's a really good time to, you know, we were just talking 
uh, in a recent conversation about May and April being like our reset periods, right? Where we start all of our new programs for the summer. Kind of good timing. I think it's perfect. Well, if you're interested, you should go sign up at thewholerider.com. She's got a landing page where she can let everybody know when the course is live. And I definitely want to be on that list. Oh, for sure. I want to check that out and not be late. The whole rider. Sounds great. Yeah. So spring renewal, all that crap. Spring renewal. I'm I'm excited for spring. I'm excited for new beginnings. I do feel like do you ever do you ever deal with this? Like, do you feel like when you focus balance is an interesting thing, right? So if I focus a lot on work and, you know, I have to schedule time in for the barn, right? And But if things are going really well at work, I find that sometimes I don't have as much time for the barn or there's less time for the kids. Like something has to give. And it's a little depressing because mostly it feels like my time with the horses is what gives the most. Right. I think it's it's one of those two everything there is a season kind of situations. But in this case, the season isn't spring. It's measured in slightly longer segments of time like years um but uh, you know like I didn't have time obviously to do much with horses while Calvin was at home and you know I was going to work and things like that um but even now I still am like how is my horse outside and I'm not able to find an hour to go out and work with him um and I find that days where I really do focus really hard on one thing and then focus really hard on a second thing. Both of those things go really well. But when I try to add a third thing, everything kind of collapses or doesn't yeah. feel as good. Hi. And it's like a game around. of Jenga. Yeah, yeah. I, I always say I, I need to get three things done every day and I can only ever do two. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is, right? You can do work and you can do kids. You can do kids and you can do horses. You can do work and horses. <laughs> I know. And then at what time, like, I, I find I burn out. Like, I get so exhausted from running 100 miles a minute Yeah. that I get burned out. Like, case in point, I um, this week for work, I scheduled it really light because I worked 10 days in a row with no break. And, I mean, worked. Like, I think over two days I worked on 36 dogs at this dog show. So I was just exhausted mentally and physically and like the last thing I want to do is get off the couch much less go to the barn right. you know <laughs> <laughs> even it's, if I'm recharged it's just it seems like more work sometimes uh, if those are the anomalies that's when it gets really important to like choose how you schedule yourself and not overcommit which you know is my favorite thing to do <laughs> you know <Guilty. laughs> yeah so like April for example I have you know I'm going to be out of town a total of like nine days. Um, and I still have been looking at stuff that's happening on weekends. Like, well, maybe I could do this or maybe I could do that <laughs> without recognizing that I need recovery time from those nine days that I'm out of town. So that takes away a couple more days. So now I'm looking at like two weeks basically of the month where I'm probably not riding and I'm probably not messing with the horse. And I, yeah. uh, that's just, that's how I committed my time. So I have to, live my April that way. Ow, that cat just bit me really hard. I knew he'd come in and get all oh into God. this. What's wrong with you? He looks away. 
Unusually, I would assume you're talking to me when you say what's wrong with me. But um, maybe your April is going to be like my March. <laughs> my April is going to be a zoo. Yeah, because March was a zoo. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, there was there was a week. So my kid was in theater. So she had to play like four days. And then my other kid was in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York. So she had all the practices for that. And like, I can't even, there was, I think they even rode once. And we're supposed to have lessons twice a week. I think they rode once the whole month, and I yeah. rode five minutes the whole month. Because <laughs> even my lessons are supposed to be with Delight, but Delight's been so persnickety. I think, like, he needs to be in actual training because yeah. I back off of him, you know. And mm-hmm. I don't push him the way a trainer would uh, because I want to be the nice guy, but also because I'm timid. Oh, that's funny. So I bring in the professionals. For that, but yeah. So, I actually I have a lesson tonight. I'm really hoping it get, doesn't get canceled. And I told my trainer, I said, "Okay, here's my plan. Let's do a twofer. Like you get on delight and school him, and I'll get on Ferris and see how he's feeling. Oh my and god! The, and and then like we'll just kind of like because we used to ride together sometimes. We're friends too. So I'm paying her to to train my horse, but also getting to ride with her, but. I'm not going to do a lot because, you know, Ferris isn't feeling good. So I just want to see today is his last day of medication if we need to keep going on it or if mm-hmm. we need to – we can back off. So this is kind of how I'm scheduling my day. Paid fun time, right? I You're mean, like, really. You might as well. And that's the thing. Like, you've been pushing yourself really hard professionally. So shouldn't your hobby be fun? Yes. You know. And that's my goal. That's my goal for my horses always is to have fun. Right. Um, but I think I need to set more of a goal or I'm not going to actually ride. <laughs> like, you know, like uh-huh. my goal needs to be I can take Delight on a hunter pace this fall. Right. Or, you know, he can be shown in like the hopeful hunters or something by his trainer just to get him back in the ring. Like a goal to get him fit because he's kind of been the back, the backside of the, of the everything he's – not taking the front half of the house kind of you know uh, yeah we talked about that not too long ago right where I said I was struggling with not having goals and um and the sort of the purpose of it all if you don't have a goal is is really sort of nebulous like for me the having the purpose of having fun just isn't strong enough to get me out of the house on a hot day or you know, get me away from my computer when I have a lot of things I feel like I need to do. And so goal setting has been like huge for me over the past couple of weeks. And it has it has changed so much about riding for me literally just in a couple of weeks time to the point where I'm not riding today because I have other commitments, but I will ride tomorrow and I will ride Saturday. And then in a seven day week, I will have ridden five days wow huge right because I've been struggling for ages to get past three (laughs) and I realized I really didn't have any direction um that was my big thing it wasn't that I didn't want to ride it was that I was having a hard time pulling together like a why I was riding like what I was working towards Mm mm-hmm And I don't have, you know, the luxury of just going out and hacking in the forest or something like I need to work or else I'm just walking in circles. Uh, And so I was um, I went to some events with my mom a couple weeks ago. Um, We talked about, you know, my mom was a great horse show mom. 
at a great event, mom. And she kind of gave me a little ass kicking speech. And she said, you need to be eventing and you need to be working and part of the sport. And that's really important to you. And it's really important to your career. And she's like, you need to subscribe to that app you were talking about that has all the riding lessons on it. And you need to do them. And I was like, okay. My mom she said I have to do it. Down. She really did. And she, and she was, she's, so I did because my mom told me I had to. <laughs> You're a good girl, Natalie. I, yeah, I want, you know, I want to make my mom happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. I, I actually signed up for Ride IQ, which is this riding lesson app. And I have done several lessons with it. And I'm already working so much harder. <laughs> Like, so what is it like an audio lesson? Yeah, um, that it is kind of goes through your earbuds and it's a trainer talking to you. Exactly. So there are like dozens and dozens and dozens of lessons when you go in. There's flat work and there's dressage and there's jumping, and uh, and so I've actually just been doing like some of the warm ups and some of the green horse lessons that are mostly at walk and trot. And like, yes, two days ago, I did a lesson with I think it was with John Hollane and these are people that I used to know like 20 years ago when I was an event writer um I worked with these people or I helped them in their barns and things like that so to take lessons with them off my phone just to like it's somebody I know even though they would have no idea who I was now uh but it was That's a lesson so modern of you I know I, so I just you know I just slipped my phone in my pocket and I turned the volume up all the way and uh I li- I listened to one about it was about uh, lengthening and shortening the trot on a 20-meter circle as a way to finesse a green horse into really good half halts eventually. And it was so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I find 20-meter circles hard because I have a neurological horse. So (laughs) that makes it more You know where I ride, right? Like I have to sort of guesswork where I can create a path that will approximate a 20-meter circle and I hit branches a few times. <laughs> like I have to be really precise. <laughs> you should get those dressage numbers you could put in the ground or like cones that you can mark off kind of where you're at. So yeah. it gives you a visual. Right. Uh, yeah. I have to do a little more clearing too because right now it's like I have to follow this line between this palmetto and this beauty berry bush. <laughs> And if I don't hit it just right, he'll run over the beauty berry bush. It's like you're doing a trail obstacle course and a riding lesson at the same time. It's exactly like that. So that might be one reason why it's really hard. And I have to work with changes in elevation. Um, Obviously, he's going to be working a lot harder if he's on a slope, that kind of thing. But it was listening to the the coach. um, It was like he was in the ring. It was like I was taking a group riding lesson or even a private riding lesson, and I was being told, you know, drop your knees, drop your heels, slow your post, slower, slow. And I'm going, I'm going slower, I'm going slower, I'm going slower. <laughs> that sounds – okay, you've sold me. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm super interested. How much does something like this cost? It is $30 a month, I think. Oh, that's expensive. I mean, it's I less expensive it was... than a riding lesson, Exactly. Though. Like, it's expensive, and it probably took me more than six months from when I, I sort of like signed up for their newsletters, kind of waiting for a promo that I didn't get. Um, as you know me, <laughs> wait, I wait, wait. Clearance. You bought this without it going on sale? Yeah. Oh my God. But it took me six 
months at least. Hey. <laughs> Maybe that's marketing for you, though. <laughs> Sometimes that's what happens, right? Because well, I kind of I knew, I knew it was what I needed, and again, and again, thirty dollars for you know essentially you could take thirty riding lessons on one horse or <laughs> many more if you had many more horses. Um, whereas you know riding lessons cost an arm and a leg these days, as well they should, whatever. Uh, but. It um it does have a two week trial also so you can kind of decide you know before you you pay the I actually think I paid the six month like I think I paid for half a year I'm not sure now well, that's oh. probably I, I I have this tendency of no follow through <laughs> so like I feel like I would probably start it and I'd be like this is amazing and then I'd get busy and I'd forget I had it well and here's the thing though it has like lots of fifteen minute sessions Ooh, right like this yeah. walk trot thing i was or the, the trotting lengthening and shorting it was 15 minutes that's and doable i got a lot out of it and, and i can do it once a week and it's, it's hard work and then the other thing i did i did a warm-up uh lesson like walk trot can or warm-up and i i got a lot out of it that i'm using in all of my warm-ups now where i have a a more, uh, it sort of brings back, you know, like, oh, that's right. I want the back to swing. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. It sort of just takes me back to, you know, when I used to, to be riding with a coach regularly and helps sort of unlock all of that mental stuff for me. So, for, you know, I've gotten a lot of value for the month just out of those two lessons. I've gotten easily $30 worth of value because I can use that warm up every day that I ride and I can use that trotting exercise once a week really without being told how to do it again you know wow so that sounds really I'll interesting tomorrow yeah I'm really happy with it it's got a lot for me I you know I recognize a lot of the names on it and that makes it really worthwhile to me there's a lot of events writers that I know or I have known people that I really trust um you know we talk a lot about conditioning work and positive reinforcement and like oh um, they do yeah because Sinead uh, Sinead Halpin and her husband Tick Maynard are part of this as well and okay. you know they're very big into positive reinforcement so there is there is um there's groundwork lessons I was going to do one yesterday and then I just decided to garden all afternoon oh, for reasons that's great because I was actually talking to my trainer yesterday um that most that she was just at a horse show a local horse show for I'm not going to name names, but this barn is kind of known for being like a very much a um, assembly line equestrian. Sure. You know, like a, it's like a, they set you up, they get you walk, truck cantering. And then, you know, before you're even like riding a year and uh, before you even know what your stuff is. So she was talking about how they were lunging horses and they were just making them run, like chasing them. Oh like, and like, what's the point of that? Because you're not getting anything out of it and you're just making your horse anxious. So yep. groundwork lessons, I think, are huge. There are a ton of groundwork lessons on here. Even um, like here's prep for trailer loading. Uh, here's lunging 101, um, ground driving games, spooky horse brain warm up. That sounds fun. These are these actually sound really, really interesting. God damn, we need them to come on as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, it turns out I I met some of the, I met one of the trainers that's a part of it when I was at Majestic Oaks Horse Trials last weekend. And it's, um, it's like, there's just a ton of people participating in it. So, uh, it's, it's really cool. 
So All right. I'm, I'm sure I'm that gonna check it out, somebody but... could chit chat with us about it or, you know, give a better explanation of what their sort of goals are, what they were trying to do with it. It's got podcasts on it. It's got so much in this app. It's incredible. Like it could be a full replacement. You know how sometimes you're like, I need to replace uh, Facebook on my phone or whatever. Like this could fully replace it with just stuff to look at. And <laughs> well, because I've been to. looking for so like, you know, I've been looking for some dressage kind of tests or whatever <clears throat> to do step by step and um this sounds like that kind of would have a, a little bit of everything oh it definitely uh, does because it has I get a whole bored. category for dressage tests yeah well because I get you know I do really well when I have a goal like I get bored if I'm just like do 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 walking around mm-hmm. um or trotting or whatnot I get my ADHD kicks in and I know my horses get arena sour very easily so this sounds like it would be something that we could really change things up and get them kind of you know, not anticipating our next move. Yep. And uh, is there any like grid pull stuff in there? Because <laughs> probably, like, I just pulled up ride alongs for dressage tests, where it'll literally coach you through a dressage test. Uh, let's see, grounds work, sports psychology, rider fitness, jumping, uh, jumping lessons, jumping warm ups, jumping skills, jumping full rides, rails. Green horse coursework. Polls for stride accuracy. That's a good one. Cool. With Leslie Law. I don't know any of these names. Sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. Big names. Well, Let's I assume say big they're names. big. I just, <laughs> you can tell my priorities are not. <laughs> I'm not like one of those, you know, like. I honestly. I don't, I don't know pay, all the big riders. I pay very little attention to competition these days, but I know some of these names pretty well. So, uh, so yeah, I think you, I think you should give it a try. I think I might. Maybe I'll do a trial. I just gotta make sure my horses are fit first. Right. Yeah. Don't you know? do it before you're not riding regularly, or you're like, my trial ran out. Well, so I will say, coming up, my kids have spring break, and I've convinced them to spend half of it at home so I can play at the barn, and then the other half will go to Vermont, and we can relax there. So I'm hoping to kind of reset and get, you know, reset, set it, and forget it. <laughs> I think spring break is such a good time to say, all right, this is the real New Year's, right? Like I'm putting winter behind me, setting new intentions. Uh, This is what, you know, like the days are longer, summer is coming, you know, which changes your schedule as a mom, changes my schedule as a mom because Cal will be home. Yeah. Um, Kind of changes everything, right? Like those long days. Everybody wants to fit everything into them or sleep all day and you have to choose. <laughs> What's it going to be? What's your summer going to be? I'm I'm not looking forward to I mean my kids are older now but like you know I definitely have to adjust my work schedule for them and so I make less money in summer than I do winter. <laughs> and you know it all kind of has to balance out but I was going through a process where you'd be proud of me Natalie. You'd be very proud of me actually. So when we were at this event over the last weekend working they were so happy they invited us to literally eight more events. Oh, my God. Eight. And I was said, you know what? Give me the information and I will let you know. Yeah. And we are going through and we're seeing, like, what we can do timing-wise, what we're willing to do, and what's just not on the table for this year. And so I'm really thinking ahead to, like, okay, don't overcommit yourself, Heather. So – uh, that event in October we were talking about doing, I actually ended up having to 
I said yes, and then I said, you know what, work's gotten crazy. I have something has to give. This mm-hmm. this is a a want to, not a need to. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I took. Oh my gosh, I took three or four days, I think, to think that over, before I just and I was kind of on yes, and then I gave it a few days, and then I just sort of verbally spilled to my husband like here are all my concerns and he said right those are all the right concerns and I, I'm like, that's what came out of my mouth was just concerns mm. so <laughs> yeah so your gut's telling you well and that's mm-hmm. the thing I think we have to do it like a, a want to and a need to right mm-hmm. and then we can kind of prioritize and that for me if I focus on prioritizing my time because it is limited and precious um then and, and for me, horses are a priority, but I need to actually put that into action, right? Right. Because financially, I have to afford them, mm-hmm. but I also want to deserve them and give them the attention they need. And so that's something that I really have to focus on. So that's my intention. That's my goal for this spring through, for the rest of the year is to make time in my schedule to balance the horses. Absolutely. That's a good one. That's And it's... It sounds simple. It's so not simple. But it's, it's not simple and there's lots of moving parts. So what you do is you give yourself a lot of space to say, how this week am I going to balance time in with my horses? Instead of being precise and saying, I vow that I shall ride 35 minutes four times a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you give yourself that, that space to, to make it happen the way that every week is going to unfold differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got to be flexible. And and you know what I find helpful? And I don't know if this is helpful for you, but so I have a calendar where I have, if I put it in my work calendar, like I I set aside two hours and I'll say barn time, like open barn time. So whatever we're doing that day, but then I make sure that I don't fill that with clients. Right. Right. Because if clients see I have an open slot, they're like, oh, I can get an appointment. So I really have to have it in my work schedule. It's like, no, this is my – instead of taking lunch, like, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. I – you know, so I kind of get – I'll do a calendar, but then I'll get scared of it and not open it. Um, <laughs> like, I do this thing where, like, I'll be like, I will organize uh, everything. Like, I have this weird procrastination thing, but it, it's it's linked to something else where I get freaked out by stuff. I can't explain it exactly. I need a lot of therapy around it where I'll be like, I can't open that app. I can't. Cause if I open the app, I'll see the stuff. And if I see the stuff, it can get me. Uh- <laughs> That's how I am with email. <laughs> I literally won't open my email for like three days because I'm afraid of what will be in there. Yeah. I have emails like that where I know they exist. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't look at that. <laughs> then it will know I am here. <laughs> Plausible deniability. <laughs> it's a great way to turn stuff down too because you're like oh did you email me three months ago and I didn't reply I'm so sorry yeah I just get really scared of contents of things so I almost like (laughs) I was thinking of buying um uh, a horsey like planner and putting my rides in it you mean Um, like mine uh, (laughs) maybe I was kind of waiting until quite a fair to see what was on the shelf um yeah something like something with for riding um so I can be like know what I'm doing throughout the yeah. week because if I put it on my phone I tend to just not look at it it's too well, weird what I, I do <laughs> so I mean I created my part-time planner for me and then I was like other people might like this so what so, I should do is publish 
Yeah, you should. <laughs> so why are you I trying to compete should. with me? I'm just kidding. Um, no, because mine be specifically for Ryan. Yours be very different. And I think that's the cool <laughs> thing because everybody's looking for something different. And yeah. so what works for me doesn't work for you. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll leave it in the tack box. And so like before I get the horses, I'll kind of flip through and see what we did the last couple times. And then I'll kind of go from there. And at the end of my time with them, I'll put it in the notes. So I, I remember what we did yeah. when I come back. That makes more sense than spending $25 on a moleskin just because it's kind of a purple color. I like God, moleskin notebooks have gotten expensive. <laughs> Everything has gotten write... expensive, Natalie. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't write longhand in moleskins anymore because I, I used to write all my books and in reporter style moleskins, like the ones that flip up. Sure. And then I would flip it over and I would write on the other side. And I've got tons of those. But That's damn, cool. the price. <laughs> like, those reporter notebooks are a solid $30 now. Yeah, that's that's expensive. And for me, I tend to lose that. Like, mm. I lose those. Oh. So <laughs> I've got, like, one in my car, one in my backpack, one in my office, one in the trunk. You know, like I've got, I just end up having them everywhere because again, ADHD, I'm very disorganized with certain things. Right. <laughs> um, so like I'll start one notebook and then I'll end up in another and then I'll be like, wait, where did the other one go? This doesn't make sense. And I'll get confused. Yeah. Confusion is a problem. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's just also the way my brain works. So <laughs> I, I figure like, and there's some days that I don't write in the, the planner, um, but there's days that I literally just don't have a fuck to give about anything. And I just literally want to go and de-shed my horse and cry in a stall, you know, <laughs> and that's just, and I'm not going to write that down. Cause I don't want to remember that. Okay. <laughs> you don't want to go all emo. Like people used to on their Facebook pages. Be like, oh, the cry for attention Heather is depressed today. That's your no, Facebook I'm good. Status. My favorite is like the selfie looking out and like it, like looking out with a thinking gaze and being like, I'm not going to tell you what happened, but something really traumatic is going on. And it's like, <laughs> come on, people. Right? I know a grown-ass woman in her 40s who vague books as hard as any one of us did at like <laughs> – at, at like 15. In her 20s, yeah. Yeah. Like she she still does it to this – she vague books so hard. People And she, it's always kind of looks like maybe um, her house is burned down or <laughs> oh, no. like she's crashed, you know – her car, you know, like something horrible has happened. Like it, it, oh, there's always this implication there, like this inference that the worst possible thing has happened. And then she never, ever says what happened. And there'll be like millions of comments saying, oh, my right. God, what's wrong? I'm like, do you just really like freaking people out? Do you really like it when people They want ask? the attention. That's but, what I think it is because I, I have people that do that too. And it's like a cry for help. You could get just as much attention by telling people what the hell you're upset about. Oh, no, but we can't do that because it's private. Uh, okay, well, then don't splash your shit all over Facebook, man. Like, like that pisses me off, too. No, it's awful. You know, like, I mean, I, I actually, I, I, I would like to consider myself a pretty empathetic person, but, like, I don't comment on that because that literally looks like they're, like, begging for attention. I and agree. I'm like, I don't want to feed that. Yeah. That's a bad – like, you don't get rewarded for that. I don't either. I don't post either. I don't post that shit. Like, I'll post if I had a hard ride or I'm having a tough day. But I'm, like, specific about this is what's going on and, like, I'm really struggling with this. Like, I'm not, like – you're almost, like, 
dropping some kind of carrot and then just being like, nope, can't have it. Nope, can't have it. Nope. I feel like when you do it, you do it in a, like an empathetic manner that sort of manner that draws people in to say how they have similar experiences. Yes. That's what I get from your tone. And that's yes. how people respond as they go, oh, I feel like that a lot too. And that's that builds community, right? Like that you feel better when there are other people in your shoes. Yes, it's relatable. Exactly. And it's not in a woe is me type way. Like, mm-hmm. because I'm not, an, I don't try to be a negative person. I think I'm a pretty glasses half full, but like I struggle. Like I'm ha- like we we're talking about earlier, like I'm having a real tough March and, right. I'm, and I'm moving into like a new time of year, but like I'm struggling with everything that's going on and balancing things and feeling, you know, scared for my horse's health or all this stuff. And like, that's, that's okay because it's going to get better. I know it's going to get better and we're doing everything we can. But like, if you just say, you know, oh my God, guys, hammer dropped, something really bad happened with my horse. I'm really afraid for him. And then you leave it at that, that builds like tension and stress in other people. And that's not really fair. You're right. See, I only post relentlessly like, yay me stuff um (laughs) i I regard social media as a place for me to be the star of my own show and that show is an awards program and Uh, everyone crowd cheers is applauding for me (laughs) as i walk up the steps of the met in my gown and they're like oh my god natalie and i'm like i know (laughs) <laughs> but if you can't cheer yourself on, then who, who will, right? Yeah. Except for Corey, because, well, of course, and, he's, like, number one. Oh, I like to he's, – he's an amazing cheerleader. Are you kidding me? Yes. I really like – you know, there's a there's a memories function, right? Or, like, yeah, I a love time hop memories. or whatever. And I don't need to look back at my memories from three years ago and it be like, I had the worst day today. Uh, no, I want to look back at my memories and it's like, today rocks. Uh, I got a book out and I, I don't know, I had a huge ice cream sundae and I like to look at that ice cream sundae and be like, oh, that was so good. That ice cream made me happy in ways that no other food group can make me happy. Do you know what? I think I need ice cream. You know, like you're making me hungry right now. I was like, didn't I just see you posting about wanting a Dove bar yesterday or like the day before? I had it. Yeah, I was. And you know what? The whole story was that the day was not going great. It was actually turning out to be a big disappointment. I was very hot and very grouchy and I was trying really hard not to be. I was just like, I'm just going to turn this around. And so I got a Dove bar because I thought. That'll at the do it. very least, at least I'm having an ice cream out of this. And I think the day did get better after I had that ice cream bar. Uh, oh, it did. Because then I went to a bookstore and I bought a bunch of books. Ooh, and then so I went and got a deep dish pizza. So the Dove bar was the turning point. And so was that is point. what gets billing for me to look at in years to come. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And it's also, too, like, in a way, we can make this a little bit more meta and say, like, don't focus on the tough times. Focus on the turning points or when things ended up changing for the better. That's a cool idea in general because I didn't really think about it again, you know, because it's a day that happened in my past, right? So I just moved right on. But now I can look at it and be like, what turned my day around? Where did it change? The ice cream. 
But was it how ha- was it the actual ice cream, or was it the decision that you were going to say, you know what, I deserve an ice cream? Right. Was well, it was that the, the turning the, point. Yeah, it was the determination. Correct. And making the right decision. Like I am not going to be grumpy about this. And I was honest with about too with Corey. I was like, Corey, I feel really grouchy, and I don't want to. I'm working really hard not to. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to get an ice cream. And he was like, Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> but I think that's good. I think that's great. You're actually like, I'm lactose intolerant. I still want ice cream now after talking to you. So, <laughs> hey, Because you know, we do need to treat ourselves. Yeah. You know, you need to pick me up every once in a while. And that was your pick me up. Oh, you want to, can I tell you a food story? Okay. <laughs> Always. Uh, so... Am I going to need to go get tacos after this? Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had dinner in Ocala the other night. And I went to this um, this Mexican restaurant called El Torreo, which oh my Ocala god, I nailed know. it with the tacos. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. And the thing about El Torreo is it's been there for twenty or thirty years, and we used to go there a ton back when we were little babies that you know lived in Ocala and galloped racehorses and stuff. And so we went there for the first time in years and years and years and years. And I ordered tacos al pastor, which for those who don't have lots of taco variety in their hometowns is uh, like a pineapple and pork filling in a corn shell tortilla. Mm. So it has, you know, it has cilantro. And if you can't eat cilantro, I'm very sorry. And it has onions and and some tomato and just perfection. And uh, I bit into that taco and I had a ratatouille moment. Not that the rat was making the tacos. (laughs) But when the little boy chef, well, when the chef eats the ratatouille and he turns back into a little boy when he takes that bite because it takes him back uh, to his mother's kitchen. Yeah. It happened to me, but I didn't go back to being a child because I'd never heard of tacos al pastor when I was a child. It took me back to when I was an exercise rider and I was working at a training stable in Ocala and we would get off our horses and the taco lady would show up in her van and we would buy tacos out of the back of her van and eat them in the barn aisle. It mm. tasted exactly the same. Wow. I was like, whoa. I bit into it, and I was that girl again. You were transported. I was. It was crazy. I'm not sure any piece of food has ever done it so uh, like intensely and, and completely as that taco did. How powerful is that? Yeah. I kind of wondered if the ladies that work in, in the kitchen at El <laughs> Well, and 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 but that's that's like that's a Yelp review right there. Like you got to go and and be like your taco was life changing because it, it brought me back to like happy times. Like that is such an amazing compliment to the chef, but also so unique for you. Yeah, it's the taste of Ocala. What can I say? Wow, like it was it was powerful stuff. It really was. How did I know we were going to talk about tacos? I don't know. I don't know. Am I, I psychic? I don't think we did last time. <laughs> it's amazing. I, God damn it, now I need Mexican food. But we don't have a lot of really good. We have a lot of like South American. Um, we have a couple of, of Mexican, but there are a lot of Tex-Mex. So there is one place that has like Oaxacan food. Oh, so. I love Oaxacan. Oh, the cheese. Mm. Yes, we used to go to this place. Oh, my God. I think it was in Harlem. It was, and this was like 100 years ago. So it was, you know, not the Harlem of today but the Harlem of 100 years ago and we would go way up on the train and then we would walk blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks to go to this hole in the wall place with the best cheese like we just Mm. we're like do you want to have a Oaxacan and we're like I don't know do you have four hours like 
I don't know. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we have such good Mexican food in Florida. I've said it before and I'll say it a million times more because I repeat myself a lot. We have such good Mexican food in Florida. That sounds really, <laughs> really good. I I think that's like really cool how food has such an importance for you. Um, and for a lot of people, I think that – but it was – it's just – to step back into that time and have that memory without use of social media. Well, how magical. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like those, all those sensations, they'll do it for you. You just have to well, seek out those places. Well, the taste of cinnamon sugar always brings me back to my childhood. Oh, really? Yeah. Like toast? Well, like when I was a kid, um, Taco Bell, this is years ago, so oh. I lived on the West Coast. <laughs> no, no, no. But before they had the cinnamon twists, which are like plasticky, they used to have these like – they would fry the flour tortillas and then put cinnamon sugar on them. And I forgot – they were like um, – Like a sopapilla. Oh, what are they called? Like Yeah, like a sopapilla. Um, and so – when I was a kid, my mom started making those. So every time we had like a like a, a bakery event at the school or like a party where we'd bring dessert, my mom would make sopapillas. Oh, how funny. I know. We're not Mexican or Spanish <laughs> in any way, shape, or form, but we just loved it. And so then when I got older, I would make sopapillas for Jason and his Cuban family and, you know, all this stuff. And I, I – so every once in a while, I don't make them much anymore because – I've got a lot of kids, and that would be a lot of time at that fryer. But <laughs> I, every time I taste cinnamon sugar, I like have happy memories. Oh wow! So, but just like a general glowing feeling, not like you know uh, a single moment in time, but just yes. happier times. I like, like that. innocent times. Yeah, I might have to make them. I didn't. I never thought about making them. I guess they're they, super easy. I had one in the fridge. My mom always orders them when we get takeout, but she never eats them. <laughs> she always oh. forgets about them. Super easy to make. So you I could add it. honey. Yeah, or, I think it had honey or... on it. We stuck it under some ice cream and ate it up. It was delicious. Yeah. Uh -huh. it, it's so incredibly easy to make. If anyone's interested, I can add in the recipe in the clubhouse. Um, it's it's literally like making toast but um <laughs> so it's possible it's just a little messier because you you know i don't have a deep fryer so i use the skillet yeah and so it takes some time but um oh my god you're making me so hungry right now <laughs> hey weird horse girls heather here wanted to let you know about something very exciting natalie and i are rolling out a patreon page for our listeners that's right so this won't be the same old content that's on all the players Oh, no. What we're going to be doing is offering three major things to you. One, Patreon members will be able to ask us questions, and we're going to answer them on the air. We're also going to be doing a monthly bitch session where we're going to be talking about a topic completely unfiltered and full of opinions. And three, any bonus episodes that we publish will be given to you exclusively early before it's launched on major players. So join our Patreon and can't wait to see what you guys think. <laughs> well, I, you know, to be fair, food does make me happy. That's why I'm curvy. But also like I, I started off talking and like, you know, we haven't talked in a couple days and I was kind of like down in the dumps about everything going on with the horses and being busy. And now I'm happy and like food is magic. It really is. I love food so much. I really I do, do too. I do too. There's a lot of things I'm not supposed to eat and I'm not 
the worst. Like I'm actually I don't eat very unhealthy like I used to, but uh, I am an emotional eater. Hashtag mm-hmm. it's true. Um, so yeah, that sounds really, really good right now, actually. <laughs> My adulting win of the week will be I might go make soap a BS. Oh, I love that. My adulting win of the week will be that honestly yesterday I kind of managed my day and it could have gone one way and it went another because I wrote almost 8,000 words on this book. Damn, girl. I know. But it, and it was like it was too much. Like it was like sort of the final third and it's a romance. Mm. So that's where like big pronouncements and questions are taking place, you know. And so it was really emotional. And I stopped at about 2 p.m. And to have some lunch and I felt I told Corey later like I felt like I had a cold but I didn't have any you know actual physical symptoms just like my head felt so congested like I'd been like I had too much pressure in my brain it's really hard to explain I felt yeah, bizarre I it. well it was is this the spicy one that you were talking about the other day oh that you know that was the spiciest part like I, I don't write um I don't write sex scenes. Oh no! I mean, you're it's it's clean, but it was like all this kind of uh, yearning tension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like yearning. I like tension. Uh, I just close. I the do door. too. The slow yeah. burn is well because let's be honest, we're married for a long time. We don't really have <laughs> and like the slow burn is like what's attractive right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Like the payoff is definitely like highly emotional. Like, I don't need to know they ended up happily ever after. Like, I'm married. Like, I want to see, like, how they get together. Like, I want to see the juicy stuff. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean (laughs) the bedroom stuff, although there is a time and a place for that, too, in a book. Yeah. Um, But it's not in mine because I I just don't like writing it. Like, I've tried. I'm like, eh, this doesn't really – it's not doing anything for me. Uh, So, you know. Um, I mean, I'm not against doing it. I actually, one of the ideas I have for a fiction book coming up might be a little on the spicier side. But again, I've got like three books I'm currently working on. So I got to finish those. First. <laughs> <laughs> but like the backdoor horse is clean and uh, I, the whole series will be clean. It's just, and you know, it's it's easier to when you're writing like for an equestrian audience. It's really all ages. Right. I uh, like kids way younger than I ever expected read my books. So it's definitely a selling point to be able to to say to a mom who's looking very concerned, <laughs> like it's all closed to door romance. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think um, for me, like I have some of the readers I have are young adults already. Like Confessions of a Timid Writer is very popular with young adults. So yeah. like I don't want to exclude an audience that might enjoy this because I decided to put in like a a sex scene or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's a, you know, there's just such a huge variety of people reading these books because it's such a, you know, small niche. There's so few authors like us who are writing Mm -hmm. specifically for equestrians that, yeah, it just makes more sense to just include everybody. It's no loss. You know, if somebody wants to read, if they read your romance and they're like, Oh man, I just, I wish there was more penis than that. Well, then there's so much erotica available. Like, yeah, that's no problem. Go get your penis elsewhere, baby. I, I read plenty of erotica. Believe me. <laughs> Not always intentionally, but then I'm like, oh, that's where this is going. And a lot of times people will just they'll call it romance and I'm reading it. I'm like, well, this is pornography and that's OK. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, maybe clear on the keywords mm-hmm. there for yeah. the audience. And you there's know. actually like 
one author I really like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call her out because she's not listening to this, but Agenda Luca, I love. She writes those those run fair romances, right? Oh, nice. And so her books are so funny because it's like 350 pages of squeaky clean love, and then one 10 page sex romp, kitchen counters, bathtubs, floors of the forest. They're going at it. There's anatomy on like holy shit Jen what are we doing and then it's like and then we laced up our bodice and we went and picked daisies and had a side <laughs> like what and it doesn't happen again she just does one no holds barred uh absolute strip show and then back well, to it's our not gratu- it's gratuitous <laughs> sex scene not gratuitous book, right? Correct. So, Correct. You could always skip through a couple pages kinda, and skip the part of. I kind of do because it's actually a little out of place. Like it's a little strange to me because I'm in one place mentally, and I've talked to some friends who feel the same way. Where they're like, "Where did that come from?" Like I don't know. She just like lost it for a minute there. It went full blown sex, and then back to our, you know, oh, he's a, you know, he's an English teacher who loves Shakespeare, and uh, we're having a glass of wine. <laughs> Well, that sounds like that's her voice, right? Like she just kind of does that periodically. Like all writers kind of tend to have a format. Yeah. Um, you know, or at least like between, you know, in series to series, right? Because mm-hmm. like obviously you can write differently in different series. But like who is it? I like to read Nora Roberts for my airplane reading, mm-hmm. right? And she's got a format. Like, sure. She's always got like three books in a series. They feature, th- you know, three women or three men. And then, you know, there's there's like a format that she follows through the plot. So you know what you're getting out of Nora Roberts. It's it's expected, but it's endearing, and you know it's always entertaining. I like that. I think people I think people know what they're going to get with me for the most part. I think sometimes my books get a little they go in a direction that nobody expected because I tend to say this is what this is what everyone thinks is going to happen. So why don't I just twist that? But I think people expect that at this point too, where they're like you know natalie's gonna write something that's 99 percent natalie and then one percent oh my god because that's what having horses <laughs> is like Maeve finch right. was always my my favorite as a oh like i like her yeah and she's yeah. kind of you you know what a Maeve finch book is gonna do yeah <laughs> even when there's yeah. a twist you know what's happening i like that. absolutely and there's like a safety and that's how you also build um like a like a readership that wants to read your next book before oh, yeah. they even know what it's about there's a level of trust there right that's right that you're not going to screw me over with this book right no absolutely not that's right you know that's right and i think that's important it, it absolutely is yeah it, unlike me who is like adhd i'm like here's an education book here's a memoir here's a travel adventure here's, <laughs> you know like but we're, we're we're working it out guys okay <laughs> you and just like, had I'm, a lot sometimes you have a lot of stuff to get out well that's it and you know like again with my fiction like I as I'm writing it I'm like this could really be a series and so I'm thinking like oh how can I do this Mm -hmm. and then have the same kind of you know and so that that's kind of what I think will happen but um yeah it's really been interesting it's been interesting going back and forth between writing the the nonfiction, which the deadline is actually soon we're finishing the the drafts now Mm -hmm. um and then simultaneously working on a fiction book yeah, I had some nonfiction stuff I wanted to write, and I just I feel challenged in getting it out. I I think I have to dictate nonfiction. Oh, um, okay. So I probably I might pick up like uh, one of the really good dictation apps. Everybody still talks about Dragon as being like the best dictation app because the transcription, you know, the mistakes are what make dictation a pain in the ass. 
going what the oh hell? yeah what did i mean here i have no why does it say this <laughs> well i don't i can't even trust siri for the love of god because like i have all these ideas when i'm driving between clients and i'll open up like hey siri open up a notes app and then i'll start talking and i look at it later oh god she's actually doing it <laughs> i'll look at it later i'm like i said news not jews what the fuck you know what i mean and I'm like i'll look through it and i'm like oh my god she absolutely hates me so i can't trust that for shit <laughs> I actually have heard that the somehow there was a, like a downgrade, like they, and I, I guess the dictation changes with every iOS. So every time your phone, you know, uploads an, or you know downloads a new new um, operating system, like update, uh, something on it changes a little bit, and that the new dictation was not as good as the old, which sounds stupid. But I know because I mean you want talk to text right like you yeah want because we type all the driving, time yeah free yeah and typing and all that stuff so um you know I can't remember my own thoughts so I I like to jot them down like I talk into my phone and jot them down so when I get home I don't lose the train of thought I have that so that my issue for me is when I'm riding I'll have thoughts and um, Ben doesn't neck grade <laughs> oh my god wait. <laughs> I remember you telling me. Did you go into a tree? I come so close to tree. I don't know what he's thinking. Like, why because my he mom go said to-, to go this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to talk into my phone and I and, and I'll pull on the rain and he's he just lifts his head up and gets fast. And I'm like, no, you should turn. Why don't you turn? <laughs> he's oh really God. hard to ride one handed, which is weird because my old therapist he was fully neck rain. I got that horse when he was five right off the track. So I don't know where he learned it. <laughs> well, next time I'm down, I'll show you how to teach them to neck rain because both my horses know how to do it. Yeah, I so, need it desperately. Yeah, for it's actually purposes. it's easier than you think. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just putting in the foundation that maybe he's just not getting the memo. <laughs> maybe asking a different way. But he's so sensitive. Pivot, ben, pivot. Okay. Oh, but the end of my adulting win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we went off on a tangent on that one. That was a good one. It was like 15-minute tangent. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I did this work until 2, and then I had lunch, and then I honestly, like, couldn't see straight. Like, I'd been underwater all morning. And uh, I had meant to do some groundwork with Ben, but I just – I was tired, and I just had no motivation to do anything. And so I gardened. I went out and I planted seeds and I, I built little hills and put seeds in them and I planned out areas and I uh, watered and I and I cleaned the paddocks. I did all of that stuff for like four hours and I felt so good afterwards. My mental health was fully restored. Uh, I had gotten a ton of seeds in the ground. Like it was just such a satisfying afternoon. That sounds meditative. It really was. Because some of it I listened to podcast, and some of it I just worked in silence and listened to birds. Oh, that sounds really nice. wonderful. Yeah. And then I got fully tipsy on my front lawn. Uh, <laughs> was this when, because we were exchanging texts, and yeah. I was like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And you're like, I need a cocktail first. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then like not long after, you were texting me. I was like, that's a great idea. I was talking so much. I never talk. I don't know what Corey was <laughs> Corey must have been like, this bitch will not shut up. Like, I just kept telling him stuff. <laughs> I was drinking. <laughs> and he's, he sits down in the evening. You know, we sit down at a cocktail. He's doing like, he does, he's really good at Quirtle, which is like, the, it's like Wordle times four all at once. It's 
deeply disturbing and he's super good at it so he's trying to do that and I'm just like did I tell you what happened at the horse trials last week and he says yes (laughs) and I'm like okay I'm gonna tell you again real quick (laughs) oh my god my father-in-law does that all the time and my husband started to do that and I'll be like oh honey you mean this that you oh oh did I tell you yeah then he keeps going I just I make it really quick I get the thought out well, yes, I think that's what it is because it's really hard once it's like on the, the tip of your tongue. Like you just got to say it. And maybe it'll spark a new conversation. Who knows? What could come I of it? I don't know if he agrees. He just wants to quirtle, Natalie. I know. I was just – I it turned it just turned my afternoon around in the most fascinating way. Well, my – so here's – here's so I have to tell you a fun fact about my husband and I, right? Like, you know, we're 20 years together. Um, so I'm working over the weekend and I get all these texts and I'm thinking like, oh, he's going to let me know about the kids. It's all pictures of like the empty basement. Like he's decided to clean out. <laughs> and so I'm getting multiple photos oh my God. of like empty bins and like piles of garbage. And he's just like, like peacocking. He's like, look how much I did. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and then he goes, I was like, this is so romantic. And he goes out, I'm sending him pictures of dogs. Like we're totally in different wavelengths and then he goes out to dinner with his friends because they were going to make some like spoof video they decided to do together and he's sending me pictures and all I get is like a picture of him with like a fake bird in his pocket and then like his friends wearing this like weird Michael Myers mask I'm like is that an LED mask but he like didn't turn the light on like I'm so confused as to like what's (laughs) happening so like my husband is sober okay he's been for nine and a half years and I could get so drunk and still not understand what he's doing. <laughs> like, it wouldn't make sense. Like, what are we do- – why Why is a bird in your pocket? No context bird photo. <laughs> I was like a bird in the hand. Like, I'd get the bird in the hand, you know, but, like, a, in your pocket? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> How could you see it? It was poking out. It, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the, the in the pot. I'll put, put it in, in the, the clubhouse and be like, this is the sexy stuff my husband sends me. <laughs> so, like, the, the magic is gone, Natalie. <laughs> I find it in books, okay? <laughs> oh, you know what I love, though? I love when you read you read something, like, you switch off the romance for a while. You're like, wow, I've been reading a lot of romance novels. And so I started reading um, – uh, the Lower River, which is a novel by um, Paul Thero, which might not be how you pronounce his name, but that's how I've always pronounced it. And he's like, he's a travel writer. He's gone all over the world. And he's also written like 40 novels. So next time you want to tease me about how much I write, I shall <laughs> invite you to look at his also by page. Um, <laughs> but the book starts with the dissolution of his marriage. And I like when people write about long-term marriages um, and they write things like uh, sort of, it's a journey. It's sort of like a shared journey without a destination, I think is what he said. And I really like that. Yeah, like, that makes sense. You're just on this winding road with this person that, you know, all of the artifice is gone. Like you're not, you're not hiding too much anymore. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a few things, but, or maybe you think you're hiding them, but they're actually out in the open. Right. Like the horse I don't own, but own. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the worst kept secret Those bills in the world. that you think are secret that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, didn't who said, did Glenn say they always, somebody said like when you're paying with a different card or something like the husband knows. 
Well, it's funny even with, uh, and not to digress too much off this topic, but when we were out west for Tevis, uh, Jason came out and was hanging out with his friends, so we went to meet them. And and the girl goes, oh, so tell me about this horse. And J- Jason goes, oh, you mean the we own, but she won't admit to openly? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I like waved it off, wink, wink. I'm like, yeah. If yeah. he doesn't see the bill, he doesn't care. <laughs> it's all I'm saying. Okay. Makes sense. Makes I actually sense. told that, a lady that at yeah. the at the horse trials over the weekend, I was looking at the saddle pad. Heather, the saddle pad was so sexy. Oh, Heather, oh my God. Tell me. This what is did my it sexy feel saddle pad like? voice. It was silky smooth under my fingertips. Did you touch it lightly and stroke it? I brushed its underside. <laughs> soft, feathery. Did you cup it in your hand? No, I didn't cup it because... <laughs> not the right shape uh but it was so it was like a, a sort of a pale minty teal color oh that's your color yeah uh, with silver binding like braid Oof. oh it was 58 dollars oh i was like <laughs> no <laughs> And the, the the lady, you know, they don't make a lot of sales, you know, on a on a Saturday afternoon. The lady's like, "Oh well, you know, it's a seasonal color, and I won't get any more of them." And blah blah blah. And I was like, "I appreciate the saddle pad more than you could ever know." But uh, the only credit card I have in my pocket literally goes directly to my husband's app. <laughs> oh, so he gets a notification. You didn't see that so fast. <laughs> You'd purchase and then you get ring ring. <laughs> if I had had my PayPal credit card in my pocket, I almost might have done something desperate. But I'll tell you what I did instead is Your I came bet. home and yeah. I opened up uh, my telephone and I found that SmartPak was having a two-day sale. And I used the promo code and I bought myself a saddle pad in a very similar color. Not quite as perfect, but pretty nice. And uh, an ergonomic bridle. <laughs> oh, you did get it. I, did. <laughs> I was like, oh. Which brand? Which... I got their Harwich brand. Okay. Because you can buy it piece by piece. And I didn't need reins. Or... I just bought reins like two yeah. months ago. And you didn't want the nose band, right? Right. So I'm the... I think I bought, oh, so I bought a head stall and I bought the cheek pieces and I bought the nose band because for venting for venting and the ergonomic bridle it seems like the cheek piece attaches in an interesting it's it's because it's similar to the Michelin but it doesn't like tie their mouth shut like the Michelin okay but like the cheek pieces seem like they're necessary I couldn't quite figure it out I said you know what I'll figure it out when I get it um and I because I, I have my old-fashioned venting brow band with the brass clinchers Mm-hmm. And I have reins already. So I just bought the three pieces and it came out to less than $100. Oh my God, score. I love buying bridal pieces. I have, that's for years, I just had a box full of pieces and I'd be like, time to Frankenstein. That sounds bridal. like my first job as a working student was going through and, and find, replacing like broken bridles with like the correct pieces and yeah, boiling like, them and everything. I bought a full bridal when I was 16 and I had most of the pieces of the bridal up until about a year ago. And that might be the only full bridle I've ever purchased. (laughs) I've always just grabbed pieces of things that I need or gotten them at a used tax shop or something. So I'm going to, I'm going to showcase real quick how different you and I are. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Just going to spotlight that from this week. So last week, my trainer told me that 
Delight's mane is so long, despite me having just cut it four inches, it's so long that his his reins are getting stuck in it, mm, right? Yeah. So she goes, why don't you get the clip on, like, rope rein, right? And I said, oh, yeah, that's no problem. I'm pretty sure I have some of that. So the other day, because it's been a week since I went in, I went in yesterday, and I walk in, and I have this brand new, unopened bag of rope rein like clip on rope rein and she's like oh did you go buy that i said oh no no no, no. <laughs> you know you have a tag problem when you have three of these sitting in your trailer just in case so three. i have i have two more that have not even been opened what i and she goes and she takes it out you're replacing the reins she takes it out and she goes oh it's the extra long one too because he's so long and i said absolutely I am so prepared. This is how much of a problem I have. I went into my trailer and I got an unopened thing because I, I literally, we call it Heather's Tack Shop. People are like, oh, do we have so-and-so? I'm like, let me check the trailer. Oh, and my God. You might have brand new. I have like 10 rope halters, multiple lead ropes. I have bridles. I have saddles in there. I have, I mean, my God. Like, I, someone stopped me. Like, I if I opened up a consignment store on my animal bodywork page, um, <laughs> I would make so much money, and I really do want to do that because I want to get rid of some of it. Oh my god! Be- because do I really need three sets? No, um, I forget that I buy it, and then I <laughs> that was hilarious. I buy something so that's, generally, yeah. you know, three months after I decide I need it. I start looking for it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm on Amazon literally at that moment where someone's like, I was like, oh, I really like this thing that so-and-so has. I'm literally buying it before I get in my car. <laughs> this is why, though, I'm in debt. Yeah. And this year, I'm on, a, I'm on a spending freeze. I've told myself I'm budgeting and really not spending anything. So there may be – everybody keep an eye out. Heather might be having a, a, a tax sale. I promise most things have this, the, the tag still on it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Great, great rates. Okay. Maybe free shipping, depending on where you live. So, um, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't have anywhere to put my stuff, I guess. I have that one kitchen cabinet that I co-opted to put my extra stuff in. Natalie, when you come visit me, I'm going to show you just how bad. It's not a hoarding situation, but it's not far from it. <laughs> I just realized I'm, I have to put my winter blankets somewhere. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, get them cleaned first, because otherwise that smell, oof. I think I'm just going to pressure wash them. Just pressure wash them and hang them out to dry. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And then I guess I'll have to get a bin that, like, locks closed to keep the bugs out. What I do is I actually will take, like, a bleach water solution, Mm -hmm. and I I wash it. I, like, soak it, and I wash it in that, and then I let it – and then I rinse it with the the hose, and then I hang it out. And I actually got some really great – uses out of that so oh that's a good idea i have a buck i have a big like trough yeah. thing i can put them in and soak them i like that yep. idea. just soak it for like you know a couple hours mm-hmm. and then take it out hose it off and hang it up oh perfect that's what yeah I'll do. super easy so don't you know you could you could spend 80 dollars a blanket or you know i'm not going two to. hours <laughs> if i was going to spend 80 dollars, i would buy a new blanket i know right because they're having they... some great sales right now <laughs> yeah and like mine don't really get that beat up because i don't use them that much anyway <laughs> Yeah, I, so I think I can buy a cheap kind of low denier one and it's it's okay. <laughs> and uh, just for the record this year, um, Delight wore his medium weather beta three times and Ferris ripped it. <laughs> so I bought him a brand new exact replica of it and I put it on him 
and I realized I bought the wrong size. <laughs> so if anyone wants a brand new weather beta for a deal, hit me up. Oh my god. We I should know. just I'm get the in worst. the old Kiwi New Zealand rug. Like the green canvas one. I love yeah. those. I used to have one of those actually. It's pretty cool. <laughs> We're so off on a tangent. We could talk about this all day long. I, I swear if I ever lose my mind and open up like a tack shop, I mean I'm all set. <laughs> hey, I know how to run a tack shop. I've done it. Maybe a future business yeah. for us, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.